Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Today is Compassion Sunday. It's a great, great thing, Compassion. I love Compassion, what it stands for, what it does. My wife has worked in Compassion for nearly 10 years and seen, you know, how many, how many kids in Australia um, are sponsored through Compassion? Over a million, is it? No, how many? A million internationally, which is awesome. How cool is that? That one company is affecting a million people around the world, which is so cool. And I've had the privilege of going to uh, Compassion Project three times now. And um, every time I'm there, it just blows me away. And uh, it's amazing what, you know, I, it's like the, these kids have it so amazingly good once they get sponsored. Like it's phenomenal what the, what the, uh, the projects are doing for these kids. They get health and food and, and you know, all the education that they need. And, and it's really, really cool. So um, do encourage you to uh, get involved with that. If you don't have a sponsor kid, have a think about it. It's, I think it's like a cup of coffee a, a, a week. Is it, was it 20, 40 bucks a month? $48 a month. I don't, I'm not good at math, so work it out yourself. But it's not that much. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys to, you know, get involved with that if you're not. But I only thought it was appropriate to speak on compassion today. And the series we're doing at the moment is Strengthen Your Stakes. Sorry, better get it right. Hashtag... You know, all the youth know, get your hashtags up. There they are. Hashtag strengthen your stakes. And I think it's been a really good um, series so far. I've been really enjoying it. And, and, the, and the stake that I'm going to be talking about today that we need in our life is compassion. And I'm not, I'm not talking about that we need Compassion Australia in our lives. Yeah, like we do. Like Compassion is great. But I'm actually talking about the thing that Jesus, um, you know, talks about and shows in the Bible, which is this thing called compassion. So, you know, in, in today's world, we're caring less and less about other people. I, and I, I think that it's, it's pretty true, that we are actually caring less and less. And there's been some um, studies that have been done that are showing that um, one of the studies that got done has showed that we're actually, I don't know how you put a percentage on this, but that we're actually caring 40% less um, than what we were a few years ago. So I don't know how that works. Um, and and, the, and we're caring less about people, and we're caring less about the crazy stuff that's happening in the world around us. And, um, you know, we've been on the, the topic of social media. We've been, uh, you know, talking a little bit about social media, talking a little bit about technology. And uh, I just wanted to throw a, a little bit out there and have a quick look about how technology, um, just at the start of my message before I get on to compassion, about how technology and social media is actually causing us to care less um, about about people. And, and I think that it's important that we keep this at the front of our minds because as Christians, you know, God is, is calling us to love, right? And, and I, th- I, I believe that caring is loving, yeah? You with me? Caring is loving? Yeah. So, you know, it's important that we do care and it's important that we just have a, have a look at, at this sometimes just to think about, okay, how much am I actually caring about the people around me and actually caring about what's going on in, in, in my world? And um, so the first one that, that I've got, you know, how does technology cost to care less? Um, I, and, and everyone would agree with me that social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, you know, all of them, it just gets us obsessed with ourselves, right? 
It does. You know, we're taking selfies pretty much every single day about what we look like, what our, what our page looks like. I get in trouble all the time because my Instagram feed isn't, isn't, doesn't look good enough. Um, supposedly, your feed is meant to have a, a certain... This is my wife. She's like a... a uh, it's a theme, yeah. I'm not quite sure what it means, but um, she's always like, oh, your Instagram feed just doesn't have a flow to it. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Um, your Instagram feed um, needs to show, you know, specific things about your life. I'm like, okay, well, how do I do that? So I've got no idea. But social media makes us care so much about ourselves, right? And I guess it's looking about me and what I look like and, 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 about, and about, you know, what I'm portraying, as, as Greg said the other day, on our highlight reel. And very rare I see people put posts up about other people, but most of them are about us and about what I'm doing and about how, how it's, um, you know, what, what, what my life's doing. And, and I've written down here that we care more about what we look like today um, and more about what we're doing today than any generation, I believe, that has lived before us. And, and it's scary. And I just think it's important that we keep that at the front of our mind, that it's not all about us. You know, this world, this life is not all about us. And, you know, Jesus actually showed us that it's complete flip side, that it's all about others, that really it has nothing to do with us, <laughs> that once, once, we, once we give our lives to God and, and once we have a relationship with Jesus, you know, life doesn't become about us from that point. It actually becomes about others and how we can actually be helping and affecting other people's lives. The second thing that I've... Um, and got down here, which I, is so true for me, is that an overwhelming, overwhelming exposure to suffering, it desensitizes us. We actually are getting desensitized to the crazy stuff that's happening around the world. That we see so much crazy stuff in the media and um, on, on social media. And, and you know, the, the news is on like a frenzy at the moment, right? They're just trying to pick up every single story they can about something bad that's happening around the world and just bombarding us day in, day out with just the crazy stuff that's happening around the world. And, and I think what it's doing, it's desensitizing us, and we're just not caring as much about what is going on. And, you know, this actually happened to me just the other day that I saw, you know, the, this story about, you know, a few people dying, and, you know, I was like, oh, that's really sad. But then in my head, I, I compared it to another story that I heard the other day and went, oh, it's not that bad. And I'm like, not that bad. Are you kidding me, Chris? Someone just died, and I'm saying, oh, at least, it, at least this didn't happen. So I think because we're seeing so much of this stuff and on our, on our feeds, you know, it just gets bombarded with, with stuff happening around the world all the time, and, and I think what, it's, what it can do, it can actually desensitize and stops us, stops us from caring as much as what we could about what is actually going on in the world. So just be careful with that, you know, be careful about what we're letting in and what we're looking at and how much we're actually letting this stuff into our lives because it is desensitizing us and we're getting used to it and it just becomes a normal part of life where, you know, um, five years ago, you know, if some of this stuff was happening, you know, we'd be like, wow, this is affecting me so much. And, um, but now we're like, oh, another one. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know, it might just be me, but... Um, you know, it is. It's it's desensitizing us. And um, number number three, that a lack of personal interaction makes us makes it easier not to care. Uh, and because of you know 
how easy it is to communicate these days. We don't have to. You know, Greg talked about last week how, you know, we don't, we don't see each other as much. And, and because of that, I think that we just don't care as much because we don't actually get the personal interaction as much because it's so much easier just to, you know, shoot through a text or a, or, or a message on, on social media or whatever it is. And, and that not the personal thing, it's, it's actually stopping us from caring as much. And, and, and this morning, I'm, I'm talking about compassion. Uh, and I'm looking at what compassion is. And um, I'm just going to pray, and then I'm going to get in, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this morning that our hearts can be opened and, and our minds can be opened to what compassion actually is. Is that cool? Awesome. God, thank you so much for this church. I thank you so much for, for what you're doing. I thank you for this word this morning. God, I pray that it, it, it is communicated well and that our hearts and our minds can be open, Lord God, to what your idea of compassion actually is, Lord God, that we can leave this place, Lord God, changed um, and, and more of an understanding, God, about you know, what the compassion is that, that you have for us and, and the compassion that you want us to show in this world. I just pray that in your mighty name. Amen. Awesome. So compassion's a hard one because there's a lot of things that are linked to compassion, but uh, from, from my understanding, isn't compassion. So a lot of these, these two things that I'm going to be talking about, compassion comes out of it, but it's not actually compassion. And the first thing that isn't compassion is the word sympathy. You know what? Sympathy is us feeling bad for someone else, right? So if someone falls over or if something happens, usually, you know, you know for me, if someone falls over, I'd laugh first because it, it is funny. Um, or, you know, for a guy, if, if a guy gets hit in the middle stump, it's funny every single time, every time. Um, it doesn't matter how hard it was. It doesn't matter what it is. It's funny every single time. But then you start to be like, oh, I feel really bad for them. I feel really bad for them, and oh, I'm glad that wasn't me. You know, that's sympathy, right? Sympathy's like, oh, I hope you're okay. You know, I feel really bad about that, and, but I really hope that you're okay. You know, that's not compassion. That's sympathy. Sympathy is a good thing. It's important that we have sympathy. I'm not saying these things are bad things, but what I'm trying to get ahead around today is that it's not compassion. So Jesus didn't talk a lot in the Bible about having, having sympathy, but he talked a lot about having compassion. The next one um, is this, this word called empathy. So I'm a very empathetic person, I feel. Um, because empathy is, is where we put ourselves in, and if I get this wrong, someone can correct me later. Here's the English teacher. But I'm preaching, so I'm just going to go for it. That empathy is this thing where we put ourselves in someone else's situation and we actually feel how they would feel um, when, you know, when, that, when that thing happens. And, and for me, um, as a church, you guys know I'm a crier, okay? I cry if I, watch, if, if I watch a movie and there's someone that succeeds, I'll cry, okay? If there's a young kid that does something amazing, I'll cry. You know, if, um, if my son writes his name right, I'm like, yes. No, I'm not, I'm not that bad. I may be one day. Um, but, you know, um, you know when you, when you watch a, an, an emotive movie or, you know, you watch Marley and Me or something or, um, 
you know, or you watch you watch The Notebook, or you know, you watch you watch one of those movies, and you just get yourself into the character, and you're feeling what they're feeling. You're like, imagine if that was me, and it hits, and we cry. Yeah, that is empathy, but it's not compassion. You know, Jesus doesn't talk a lot about in the Bible about having empathy for people, but he talks a lot about having compassion for people. And this, this sympathy and empathy thing, they're both good things. It's not like we, we shouldn't have them because they're an emotion that we feel, and it's, and it's something that, that draws us, I believe, into compassion. And the thing that, if you can write anything down this morning, I want you to write this down, that compassion demands action. That sympathy and empathy is something that we feel but do nothing about. That we, you know, we might, might send some flowers. That's good. That's good. Might send some flowers. Hope, hope they feel better or some chocolates or, or write a card. And, and, that, and that's, that's a good thing. But I'm going to have a look at a second about in, in a story in the Bible to, to have a look about what compassion is. And compassion demands action. Sympathy and empathy are a feeling, but having compassion compels us into action to make a difference in the thing that we're seeing isn't, isn't, you know, isn't right or something that's affecting us. And you know, compassion is this, this thing that actually affects us deep in our guts. Um, in, the, in the Bible, you know, the, the, the word um, compassion, I, I read this last night and, and it said intestines and guts, I'm going to share it, that when, when Judas hung himself, actually the word compassion um, was, was used out of this thing about his intestines and guts fell all over the floor. And the same word actually applies in the compassion that it actually moves us. It's not that that isn't compassion, by the way, but the same word was used that actually affects us deep in our guts. It's something that hits us here and it's like, you know what? I have to do something about that. Has anyone had that in their life? They've seen something or they've, 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 they've um, experienced something. You know, I, I believe that since Greg has come back from the Philippines, he's actually has compassion now. Before it might have been sympathy, it might have been empathy, but now that he's been there and he's seen that, it's actually a true compassion that it's something deep down in his gut to say, you know what, I have to do something about this. I have to, it, compassion demands action. And I have to do something and take action in that. You know what? If we only ever had sympathy and empathy, there'd be a lot of people going around feeling bad for everyone and crying. <laughs> there'd be a lot of, lot of feelings and a lot of tears, but there wouldn't be a lot of action taking place. There'd be a lot of this, oh, I feel so bad. Oh, my God, that was so sad. But nothing ever gets done. Nothing ever changes because we stay in this place of sympathy and compassion and it never moves. I'm sorry, sympathy and empathy never moves into this place of compassion which actually demands action. Now, compassion starts from a passion to want to make a difference. You know, and, and, I, and I did a little play on words here that we can look at the word compassion as a common passion. That we need to have a common passion 
to what Jesus had for people. You know, if we start to see people the way that Jesus saw people, we're going to start to love people the way that Jesus loved them. And I believe that it, it takes, you know, sympathy and empathy are great, but when there's something that affects us deep in our guts and, and there's something that, that just moves us, I believe that's the Holy Spirit doing something in our lives saying, come on, let's take action on that and let's do something about it. Let's have a look at a uh, practical example in the Bible. Luke 10, 25 to 37. It'll be on the screen, but if you want to turn to that, you can turn there with me now. And I just want to prep this, this story out of, out, of, out of Luke 10. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, read the story about the Good Samaritan. That I'm sure a lot of us have heard that story. But this story, the Good Samaritan, actually comes off the back of, of the most important commandment. So it comes off the back of the most important commandment. So this, this guy, this intelligent dude, goes up to Jesus and says, you know, what is, I'll, I'll read it to you, we'll just, we'll just go into it. Verse 25 said, one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him a question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? And the man answered, you must love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man thought he'd be a little bit, little bit tricky, trying to catch him out, trying to, you know, just throw another question out there. And he said, so to, the man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And, you know, we can, we can look at this this morning about looking um, at, at who our neighbor is. But this morning I want to have a look at this story about how Jesus is talking about how we have to love people. We have to love God and we have to love people. And this morning I want to have a look at this about how this love actually shows compassion in this story and how, how love drives us to actually take compassion and show compassion in this world. So a Jewish man was traveling on a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho and was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man laying there, he crossed the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over, or a Levite in another um, translation, walked over and looked at him laying there, but also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion. He felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care for him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man in his bill I'm sorry, if his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, go, now Jesus goes on and says, Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor? Or we could look at which, which of these three could we say loved this man um, who, who was attacked by the bandits? Jesus asked. And the man replied, The one who showed him mercy, which we can look at as compassion. 
The one who showed him compassion. In some translations, the word compassion is actually put in there. That the one who showed him compassion was the one who loved. And then Jesus, and then the man, then Jesus said, Yes, now go and do the same. Go and do the same. You know, there's there's a there's a few things that I just wanted to five things that I just wanted to draw out of this this passage about what compassion actually does. And firstly, compassion helps people in need. You know, the priest and the Levite um, went down the road, or the temple assistant went down the road, but the Samaritan went to actually check. You know what? They probably had sympathy for the guy. They're like, oh, that sucks. Hope he's all right. Priest probably shot out a prayer, <laughs> walked on by. You know, Levite probably called someone and said, can you pray for him? And um, Samaritan actually went over there and actually helped the guy in need. Number two, compassion helps people who suffer. You know, I think that a lot of this stuff that hits us deep in our guts is the people that are less fortunate than us in the world. And I know for me that when I, when I see young kids that are, um, you know, I suppose injustice is happening in the world and, and they don't get the, they just don't even get a chance. It hits me. And even in our community, even in, in our, our, you know, in Port Stevens, when I see a young kid that's, that's struggling or I see someone that isn't getting, you know, living up to the potential, I suppose, that he could, could have and he's getting ripped off by the situations and the circumstances that he's in, you know, that drives me to compassion, to want to actually act and do something about it. You know, that's the thing for me that hits me right down in my guts. Like, you know what? That's not right. And I want to do something about it to see this young life change, this young life have hope for his future, this young life actually, you know, actually have a go in this life and not get ripped off just because of the, the thing that he's been born into or the situation or the circumstances that he's in. You know, here compassion is a strong feeling of pity. And we can call it a shepherd's heart. You know, we can call it that shepherd's heart that, that, that Jesus has for you and for me and for the whole world. You know, it's this, ah, oh, I really, you know, that, that sucks. And I have pity for that. And I have sympathy. <laughs> and I have empathy. But I'm going to actually show compassion and do something about it. You know, thirdly, you know, compassion is, is willing to, to stop and help even when it's inconvenient. You know, h- how often... Have we wanted to do something, but haven't? You know, we judge ourselves by our intentions, but we judge everyone else by their actions, right? (laughs) How often are we like, oh, I so want to do something about that, but mm, it's a bit inconvenient. And, you know, Jesus saying saying here that, yeah, it would have actually been inconvenient for the priest and, and and the Levite to actually go over and help the guy. Because if he was dead... The priest would have had to go through this big cleansing ritual because, you know, they're not allowed to touch dead people. Um, and he would have had to go through this cleansing ritual. He would have had to do all this stuff, and he wouldn't have been able to be the godly man for, for a little bit of time. So, you know what? He just hedged his bets and went, oh, this could actually put me out just a little bit. And um, I'm going to go preach a message up the road, which is very important because I'm a very important person. And um, I'm just going to... Pass on by. It would have been inconvenient for this guy to stop 
And Jesus is saying, yeah, it would have been, but he still should have shown compassion. You know, talking about inconvenience, I read this verse last night in, in Matthew 14 when Jesus showed compassion and healed the sick. And um, this, is, this is, you know, um, right, right before he, he feeds the, feeds the 5,000. 5, but, you know, this is a, a very cool story because Jesus showed compassion in an inconvenient time because just before that was when he found out that his cousin... John the Baptist has just died. So he's just found out that his cousin, John the Baptist, has just died. And he's like, oh, I've got to get out of here. Jumped in a boat and just went away. But as he started going, the crowd started to follow him. The crowd started to follow him. And they traveled for many towns. You know, they actually could have been a few days that they traveled for. Towns weren't that close Back in, back in um, you know, they walked there. You couldn't jump in your car and just drive. They followed him. And Jesus had compassion for these guys in a time of inconvenience. He jumped out of the boat and he went and healed them. You know, that to me is amazing. For me, if that was me, I'd be like, come on now. You should be having compassion for me. Right? My cousin just died. My best mate just died. And, and all you want me to do is come and heal you. I'll be like, you should be having some compassion on me. So would you. But Jesus, on the other hand, is like, you know what? No, it's not about me. It's not about me and my time and how it's going to inconvenience me. But you know what? I'm going to jump out of the boat and show compassion. I thought that was really cool. You know, the, the question is, would we show compassion only if it's convenient? Or are we willing to go out of our way to show compassion? That's a good challenge for you and for me. Am I only willing to show compassion when it's convenient? Or am I willing to go out of my way and show compassion? Number four, compassion makes costly sacrifices of time and money to serve people. You know, we can see this, that the Samaritan, he put him on his own donkey and used his own money to go and pay for this guy. He showed compassion on him and said, you know what, I'm going to be the one. You know, he didn't call up one of his team. That's probably what I would do if I saw someone, you know. I would go have compassion. Then I'd probably, oh, I'm really busy. Hey, um, can someone come in here and just um, look after this guy because I've got to go and preach. I was, challenge my, challenge me, hey. I'm not that important, and it's not all about me, but it's about the ones in need, right? And compassion will probably always cost us something. It's probably always going to cost you something. You know, just like today being Compassion Sunday, we're moved to take action to sponsor someone from another country in need. It's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us financial it doesn't even make sense, that sentence, financial money. <laughs> but it's going to cost us financially <laughs> to show compassion and actually sow in and change someone's life, right? And that's number five here that I've written down, that compassion changes lives. And it does. This, this thing inside of us, that this, this thing that Jesus is, is calling us to do is, is to... Show this compassion so the life is actually changed. It's just not doing it to, to look good. It's just not doing it because it's a good idea. 
but the whole heart behind it are so that lives are changed, so that lives come to know Jesus Christ. And we can, we can apply this in our lives all the time. There's so much around us that goes on. We don't have to go on the other side of the world to show compassion, but we can do it in our own backyard. We can actually do it in our own surroundings. We can do it in our own communities, in our schools, in our workplaces. There's people hurting. There's people broken. And we can walk by. We can be like, mm, it's going to inconvenience me. Or we can let that thing that affects us in our gut say, you know what? This is going to cause me to action. I'm going to do something about it. I'm actually going to go and talk to that person. I'm going to take some time out to actually help this person through the thing that they're going through. And the whole heart behind it is so they can come to know Jesus. The whole heart behind it is so that they can be, you know, they can have hope for their life and they can get through the situation. If they come to know Jesus or not, you don't just do compassion just because they come to know Jesus. You do it because Jesus has called us to do it. But out of that, I so believe and and pray that people are going to come to know Jesus through the compassion that we show in in this world. Is this okay? You can yell at me. It's okay. You know, what are the excuses we use not to, not to show compassion and stay in empathy and sympathy? What are the excuses that we use just to stay in that place of sympathy, just as the band comes? You know what? It's, um, it's awesome for us to show compassion. But what I want to let us to know today is that Jesus has compassion for you. Jesus has compassion for us. And he knows what's going on in our lives. He knows what we're going through. And he wants to take action and actually come in and heal our broken lives as well. And it's so important to know that Jesus has compassion for us because the best place to give out of is a place of revelation about what's within us. So if we understand that, you know what? Jesus has compassion for me. Jesus has actually shown compassion to me. Jesus has actually come into my life and healed my life and shown me compassion. How much easier is it going to be for me to show other people compassion? But we need to get this revelation of, you know what? I first was shown this compassion so that I can go and give it. You know, all through the New Testament, it shows the heart of Jesus and how he had compassion on so many people. And it shows his Father's heart and it shows how much compassion he has towards you and me. You know, we can see in, um, you know, in, in Mark 10, 1, 40 to 41, that you know, when we're afflicted with disease and pain, he cares. That's a story about the man with leprosy knelt down before him. Jesus showed compassion and healed him. You know, he cares when you're going through that stuff. And he has compassion for us in that. You know, when we're grieving the loss of a dear one, he cares. And he has compassion for us in that. You know, there's a, there's a story in Luke 7 where, he, where, where Jesus meets up with a, with a funeral procession. And he sees this, this, this widow crying. And there's so many people around. And he felt compassion 
for this lady. And he said, you know what? It's all right. Get up. <laughs> and the son woke up and said that Jesus brought the mother to the son. How cool is that? You know, when we're going through this stuff, he has that, that compassion for us and he wants to help us through this stuff in our lives. You know, when we're confused or we're, you know, not living the, the right life or, or we're desperately in need of a savior, he has compassion for us. You know, Jesus had compassion on the crowds because he said they were like sheep without a shepherd. They were just wandering aimlessly. And he's like, ah, oh, I've got to do something about that. I've got to do something about that. And he took action. You know what? This morning, you might feel like that. You're just wandering aimlessly in your life. And you need a Savior. There's compassion for you today. You know, when we screw up big time, <laughs> who's ever screwed up? I screw up big time all the time. But when we screw up big time, and feel like we don't deserve a relationship with our Creator, you know what? He has such compassion on us. He shows so much compassion for us, and He wants to come into our lives, take action, and clean up the mess, and help us move on with our lives. You know, we can see that in, in Luke 15, in the, in the parable of the lost son. The Father's heart, that, you know, we're just broken and lost, and feel like, oh, why am I even doing this? And before we can even say a word, he shows compassion with open arms and says, hey, just come here. Let me fix you up. Let me, let me give you what I can. I'll, I'll, I'll clothe you and I'll, I'll give, you, give you shoes to run again and, and I'll give you that authority. I'll put that ring on your finger to come back into a relationship with me. You know, it's amazing the Father's heart that he has, the compassion that he has for you and for me. Hey, why don't we stand this morning? You know, compassion is something that I pray this morning. This message has is, is challenged us and it's given us this, this, this thing inside of us to say, you know what? When I see, see this thing and I get affected by something in this world, I'm not going to stay in sympathy. I'm not just going to have sympathy. I'm not just going to have empathy, but I'm going to be drawn into action and I'm going to have compassion. But first of all, we have to understand that there's that there for us. We need to accept that compassion for us first. You know, it gives me hope. It gives me so much hope. Because when I'm hurting, broken, lost, injured, sick, disheartened, hopeless, distressed, Jesus has compassion for you. You know, when we feel like we just lost it all and life is pointless and, you know, what's the, what's the point of this, this whole, whole Christianity thing? What's the whole point of my life? There's compassion there for you. I just want us to close our eyes in this place for a second because I just want us to take this, this moment to think about our relationship with our Creator, to think about where I am right now with my relationship with God. And, and this morning, there's compassion there for you that God wants to invite you into that relationship with Him. God wants to give you that opportunity this morning to start a fresh, living, alive relationship with the Creator. And this morning, I want to ask you that question. You know, who needs the compassion of God in this place today? 
He needs to say, you know what, this morning, Chris, I just need to give my life to God. I just need to give him what I need. Sorry, I just need what God has for me, and I just need to give him my life. This morning, if that's you, I'm going to give you the opportunity in a few seconds just to lift your hand up and say, Chris, that's me. This morning, I want to come into a relationship with my Creator. I want to renew this relationship with my Creator. But it all starts with an action. It all starts with an action. You've got to first want to do it. You've got to first step out and say, yep, I'm going to take this this morning. And if that's you this morning, I just want you to lift your hand really quick up in the air, just throw it up and throw it down and say, Chris, that's me. This morning, I want to accept this compassion that God has for me. I want to, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ this morning and start a relationship with my Creator. If that's you this morning, just throw your hand up at the air. No one's looking around. And I'll just say, that's great. And I'll come pray with you after the service. Is there anyone here this morning that wants to make that decision? Is there anyone here this morning that wants to say, yep, I want to start this thing. Just throw it up real quick. So good. Is there anyone else here this morning that wants to make that decision? I'll give you a second. Just say, yeah, I need to do that today. Just throw it up and throw it back down and I'll come pray with you after the service. That's cool. Awesome. God, we just thank you so much for your compassion that you have for us. We thank you so much throughout the Bible. You show us through your son, Jesus Christ, the love that you want us to show this world. And I just pray this morning that as as your church, Lord God, we can continue to take action, Lord God, into the things that you've called us to do. That no longer are we just going to stay in a place of of, of feeling bad or, or getting upset, but you're going to give us the the uh, the belief that we can and the courage to go and take action into the things in this world that you've called us to take action in. God, we thank you so much for every single person in this church. We thank you for every single person in this community that isn't in this church. Lord God, you have so much compassion for them. You have so much love for them. God, I just pray that we can continue to be praying for our community, praying for the ones that don't know you, Lord God, that they come into this place and have the hope and have the have the uh, the, the, the belief for their life, Lord God, and, and the excitement, Lord God, that we have in this place, Lord God. I just pray that in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Apes. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.